Welcome to That's Agritastic, the show that celebrates agriculture across the country. I'm Pete Emmons, your host. Today, we salute the DeWitt Central FFA, a three-star nationally recognized chapter from DeWitt, Iowa. And joining me are my very special guest, Amy Grants, ag teacher and DeWitt Central FFA chapter advisor, Caitlin Birkin, who is the president, and also Faith Hemmingson, who is the reporter of the DeWitt FFA chapter. Well, welcome to the show and, and thank all of you right at the get-go here for taking time out of your schedule to be our guests, to share with us what's going on with your FFA chapter and really to spotlight uh, your uh, role in FFA across the country. I know that your chapter, Amy, has been recognized nationally several times, including this year where you're a three-star national chapter. And that does not just happen. So. Glad to have this opportunity to really go inside your chapter a little bit more. Let's begin our conversation, uh, getting to know you a little bit more. We've had conversations in the past, but I'll tell you what, getting ready for the show, I learned some things about you that I didn't know before. The first thing that I learned was I did not realize that when you joined FFA back in high school, you were the only girl that was in the ag class and the only girl that was in the FFA chapter. Is that correct? Um, I was the only girl in the in my ag class, but not in the FFA chapter. There was a few other girls at that point in um, the FFA chapter, but it was mainly boy dominated by far. Um, and every time I took a trip or went on a contest or went to a convention, it seemed like um, it was me and maybe one other girl and the rest were guys. So um, I got used to it pretty quick because I have two brothers. Um, and so it really didn't affect me at all. Um, but it was it was kind of interesting. I can only imagine some of the experiences that you must have had, but having, like you say, having two brothers, you were pretty much conditioned to that. So that probably helped you immensely. Yep. So your FFA experience started early in high school. You uh, had a lot of success with a lot of projects and things. Didn't realize that you actually uh, went to the National Western Stock Show in, in Denver, Colorado and placed 11th in that? Yeah, I, I uh, when I was uh, going through this, I thought, man, how far back did he dig to get this information? Um, yeah, we um, I was on our livestock judging team and we would compete at local county fairs and um, places across the state. And um, I was fortunate enough to be with um, my older brother was also on the team. So there was two of us and uh, we placed second in the state at the Iowa State FFA Livestock Judging Contest. And so uh, we had the opportunity then to judge at the National Western Stock Show in Denver, um, and it was a it was a great experience. We ended up taking the Amtrak uh, train out to Denver, and so that was a whole new experience in itself. Um, we judged our livestock, and we got a little time to tour um, and look around Denver itself. So I'm not sure exactly how we placed. Um, uh, it could have been 11th. I'm not really sure. I don't really remember. That was quite a while ago. Well, that's what I found out. <laughs> so I would tell you, <laughs> try to do our thorough research when we do these shows. But you also, you had many other things that were happening along the way and other contests that you entered. You uh, uh, also were involved in as well. So uh, I'm sure bottom line here is that all of these types of positive experiences had a domino effect on you in terms of wanting to continue your path and involvement in FFA. Yeah, it's um, when I started FFA as a freshman, I knew that I wanted to get involved. I played a couple sports um, 
and I, I enjoyed that, but I really enjoyed FFA a lot more than I enjoyed playing sports. And I knew that FFA was going to take me a lot further than playing sports. I knew I was never going to play professional uh, softball, even though that was, that would have been fun and cool. Um, but I just knew that I, I wasn't that sort of an athlete. And so that's when kind of, I learned that my FFA experience is where I wanted to get involved and, um, really showcase, I guess, who I was. And, and it's what I truly enjoyed too in high school. It's something that growing up on a farm, um, allowed me to have a lot of different experiences. And so when I could compete in FFA contests and go to leadership conferences with the same people that had the same interests as me, um, it made it a lot more enjoyable. Perfect. Now, were your brothers in FFA before you? Um, yeah, I'm actually the middle child and we're all two years apart. So my oldest brother was, and um, I got to see what he was doing in FFA and attend some of his banquets and events with him. And that's when I was really excited about joining myself and becoming involved. And I wanted to have those same experiences as my brother. Um, and then my younger brother uh, followed in, I guess, our footsteps too. So uh, something kind of cool. All three of us kids were all the chapter FFA president. And so that was kind of a cool experience. And we were, it was all two years apart. So it was kind of a cool thing. It's truly a family FFA affair. Yeah. Yep. Excellent. Well, let's continue on our conversation now. And Amy, one other thing is how big is the DeWitt chapter right now? How many members? Yeah, currently we have 76 um, members in our chapter. That includes, um, we have a middle school program, so eight through 12. Um, and that also includes a few of our out of school college students as well that are still showing and actively involved in our FFA chapter. Um, and so we, we typically stay right around that 70 to 80 mark with our students. Um, as, as older members graduate, we always seem to bring in a young new class with full of members. Um, and so, yeah, we're right at 76. And the history of your chapter, well, um, I looked something on this, correct me if I'm wrong. It looks like it dates back to 1937. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's, uh, it's, pretty old, I guess, and it's been around a long time. And so our school has actually changed the names, uh, you know, since, since being here. So, you know, our, our chapter name is DeWitt Central, uh, but our, actually our, the name of our high school is Central DeWitt. So it's just backwards. But okay. we, were, we were chartered in 1937 before the school uh, went through its name, naming, I guess. I don't really know much about it, but uh, yeah, sometimes people get us confused. Well, it certainly stands out as far as the name. I'm sure there's no other chapter like that across the country that can say that they had a, a change reversed like you had in your scenario there. So there's a claim to fame for your chapter, right? <laughs> so take, take that. Let's move on now and, and talk to your, your officers that, are, that have joined us. And we can start with Caitlin, who is the chapter president. Hey, Caitlin, you've been involved now for looks like a little over four years. Yeah, um, I actually joined FFA when I was in eighth grade is when I first got involved and I'm currently a junior. Okay, excellent. What made you want to join FFA? Um, so I have an older brother. Um, he's like three years older than me and I got the chance to attend his chapter banquets when he was in FFA and I just saw how much fun it was and I thought, man, I got to get involved in that when I get to high school. So Wasn't any arm twisting going on there, was there? Um, <laughs> okay so you are now the president have you been held other officer positions uh, since you've been in ffa 
Yes, last year I was our chapter vice president. Okay. And why did you want to be an officer in the first place? I mean, starting back with the vice president and the president, why did you want to do that? I wanted to be an officer because uh, there's such great role models in our chapter and it looks like a lot of fun. And I really like to be involved in all the planning that our chapter does because we host so many events and we get to share so many new ideas with our members. Excellent. Now I noticed that your favorite activity is the Farm Safety Day. Yes. Um, What's that about? Farm Safety Day, we normally host it at the beginning or towards the beginning of the school year this year. We couldn't because of COVID and everything going on there. But normally it's a whole day that we take. Um, so we have a bunch of all of our fourth graders that attend Central DeWitt School District come in and we do it at the fairgrounds. So there's a bunch of different stations that they can go to and learn about the different um, safety things that you need to know for working on the farm. So a couple of examples of stations would be like large animal safety or grain bin safety. And we've, we've even had a chemical and water safety stations in the past as well. A lot of very interesting experiences. You've also taken part in a lot of the supervised ag experiences, and I know that's a real core part of being on FFA. Tell us just a little about your beef entrepreneurship, if you would. Yeah, so my SAE is working on our family farm. So I get a lot of diversity in my SAE project. So I can, or part of my SAE is in the crop side. So I help out in the field during the spring and the fall. And I also get to work with livestock all summer long and throughout the year we have cattle and hogs on our farm. So it's just a really broad spectrum of egg in my SAE. What is the most meaningful part of the whole supervised egg experiences that you've had? Is there one part that really stands out for you? Um, I've learned a lot about keeping records and how important it is through my SAE. So that's probably the most important thing that stood out to me, I guess, the importance of keeping records because before I didn't keep track of it at all. And now that I do, it's just a lot easier to keep track of everything. Learning skills that you'll be able to transfer as you go into college and, and career as well. Faith, you are the reporter for the chapter. And imagine you're involved in keeping track of a lot of things on social media and keeping the creating the keeping the buzz and the wow and the excitement about your chapter going. So yeah. what's the best thing about being a reporter? Um, personally, my favorite part about being being reporter is being able to be that educator for um, really anybody who doesn't know uh, much about the ag industry. Um, sometimes agriculture gets a bad rap, so uh, I take it upon myself to make sure that we um, get the word out that we're doing what we can to help everybody. So, what's the most interesting thing that you've reported on? in your role so far? Oh, um, so this is my first year being an officer and first year being reporter. Um, so I've done articles about different events, but probably one of my favorites is uh, National FFA Week. I mean, I've um, really kind of taken the role upon myself and, um, uh, oh gosh. You've taken it upon yourself to really uh, to really put the message out. And I know this year is the first time with the National FFA Week that the community service piece is being added on to it uh, as an added platform of involvement too. So helping to let people know what's going on with the week and all of the components of it and what you're doing with your local chapter probably. 
Yes, right. Thank you. Okay. And you've grown up on a livestock livestock farm? Yep. So my SAE is sheep placement. So uh, I take it upon myself to do the farm's records for the family farm. We run about um, 75 head of our own ewes, and then we lay them out my cousin's 50 uh, ewes as well. So there's a lot of records, and part of it is figuring out if those ewes need to be um, kept as replacements and if they're making profit on the farm or if they are uh, coal ewes and just need to be sold. So, Have you taken part in your, in your county and, and state fairs and junior fair competitions with, with the animals? Yep. So we um, make profit uh, not only at the sale barn, we sell to uh, different customers who want to show livestock and specifically sheep as well. And me and my little brother and used to be older brother show livestock at State and County Fair too. Excellent. Well, right now we do want to take a little plug here for our sponsors that make our show possible. We shout out to Liberty National Bank of Marysville, Ohio, Culver's Restaurant of Marysville, Ohio, Holbrook and Mantras, CPAs of Columbus, Ohio, and Utsi's Farm Market in Plain City, Ohio. You'll find great products and services at all of our show partners. Well, let's move on and continue our conversation with the DeWitt uh, Central FFA chapter. And right now, let's take a look at some of the chapter work and things that are going on inside the chapter uh, during this past year. Now, I know this has been a really challenging year for all organizations, including the FFA. And so, Amy, uh, health crisis forced the cancellation, of course, of the National uh, convention and expo, which is the, obviously the signature event of the whole year of FFA and, and all of the national events uh, gone virtual for the present time. So what implications did this all have in terms of how you conduct and carry out your plan of action during the year? Yeah, we were um, very sad and it was unfortunate that it was, uh, you know, virtual this year, so we couldn't attend. It, it definitely is one of our chapter's highlight uh, events of the year. But uh, we, you know, we took that opportunity, I guess, to really focus on our, our own local chapter and how we could, you know, promote ourselves or get our own kids involved here at the local level. Um, what things could we do in our community maybe that we weren't doing already? Um, and so that's kind of where our focus went. Um, even though we, you know, we couldn't take the week-long trip to, to national convention, we made it more of a, a local convention, if you will. We didn't have a convention, but uh, we focused on our local chapter a lot more. Excellent. I've heard some interesting stories over the last month about what some of the local chapters across the country have done to make that more of an individualized, personalized group experience. One chapter actually rented a drive-in movie theater and the whole chapter and, and cars. And that's how they watched what was going on at, with the virtual activity at the national convention. I found that to be one of the more innovative uh, ways that people were getting involved and really experiencing that too. So again, yeah. now you, you've always done a lot and we, we talked about some of the supervised ag experiences here uh, and the girls explained, uh, gave some examples of what they have done, but how many total types of supervised ag experiences are there? Is it like 42 or something like that? Um, well, there's, um, there's six different kind of areas um, and then um, of, of SAE programs. So you have your entrepreneurship, your placement, uh, your research, uh, service learning, school-based, and um, 
foundational. Um, and so those are the six different types of, of SAE programs. But within that, then there's, there's like 41 or, or so different proficiency areas, um, which I think is what you were referencing. Right. There's a lot of different options for students. So what would be the top three or four? Um, the top ones within our chapter would be definitely be placement. Um, we have a lot of people that work jobs um, around our community, um, at the local food restaurants, um, local uh, liquid grow elevators, things like that. Um, and then we also, we, we have really do have a lot of livestock kids right now in our program. Um, and so we have a lot of kids that are raising their own livestock and showing competitively um, with that. So that's kind of our two main focus areas of, is what we have. Excellent. Now, you also have, and I think this was referenced a minute ago too, but you have an agricultural experience tracker uh, that you do in conjunction with the supervised ag experiences. A little bit more on that. Yeah, so we use a program called AET or Ag Experience Tracker, and that's what the kids use to track their records for their SAE project. Um, and so it's a really a comprehensive record keeping system. It'll throw out resume, a resume for the kid. Um, it gives them an entire record book of their income and expenses, their profit loss statements, balance sheets. Um, and then that system, as they input their data and their records um, and time in SAE and FFA and community service, it will kick that over into award applications which makes it really nice for the kid that they don't have to retype all of that information when they want to fill out an award app. Detailed uh, tracking information. It really shows the progress that uh, that's being made too. So excellent. Caitlin, your chapter has a greenhouse, I understand, that grows a lot of produce during the year. Yeah, we actually do a lot throughout the year. So one of the first things that we do with our greenhouse um, during the school year, at least, is we have poinsettias that we sell around the holidays, like Christmas. Um, we also do a plant sale every year, so our, our horticulture class does a lot with this. Our greenhouse gets full of different types of produce and flowers, and then we have a plant sale um, at the, around the end of April or beginning of May, and um, it's like an open greenhouse, so anybody from the community can come in and buy stuff. And we also have an asparagus patch, which isn't actually in our greenhouse, but it's a, it's like an SAE opportunity for our younger members who don't necessarily know what they're going to do yet. And then they can sell the asparagus that they pick from our patch at the farmer's market. Excellent. I'd turn an order for you, but I'm a little far away from you. So <laughs> you, have yes, kale, you have kale, you have spinach, I see. And what are the, what are the most popular items that you sell out of the greenhouse? Um, we sell a lot of flowers during our plant sale. That would make that would make sense. Okay. Do you also take part in the annual uh, citrus fundraising drive that a lot of the chapters do? Citrus fruit. Yep. Excellent. Yeah, that's, that's one of our main fundraisers um, that we do every winter. So. It's done here in Ohio too, and I always make sure I get that fruit. Before it's right in time for the holidays. It's perfect. Yep. yep. Well, Faith, the National FFA Week is coming up starting February the 20th, and you are also the chairperson for your chapter's special community service project. What's that? Yeah, so like I kind of talked about before, uh, being the chairperson offers many opportunities to be able to plan what you want the week to kind of entitle. And one of our biggest things is the community service project, which is called Savers Fight Hunger. It's a meal packaging event. 
and we uh, we package a whole bunch of meals and they get shipped out to mainly just across our community in the state of Iowa. So great. And going to ask both you and uh, Caitlin as well. What are you really looking forward to the remainder of the year at the local and the state level? Um, well, right now, so since National FFA Week is coming up uh, next week, that's probably one of my biggest things that I'm looking forward to. Um, I also love showing, so that's a big part of what I like to do as well. Okay. Um, I'm and Caitlin? The banquet, so it, we hold it every year, and it's um, a time where we can recognize all the achievements that our chapter has done, individual and group events, as well as a chapter as a whole. And I'm also really hoping to attend state convention this year if they have it in person. It's always a lot of fun. And Amy, when is the state convention? The state convention is April, uh, I want to say 17th through the 19th. Um, and so we haven't, the, the state hasn't decided yet if it's going to be in-person virtual or where it's going to be located. That information should be coming out here shortly. Um, but we are all hoping and, you know, fingers crossed for an in-person state convention this year. Last year, we did it virtually. Um, it was nice that we could still participate, but it definitely wasn't the same effect. When you can make those person-to-person -person contacts, it's a lot different for sure. Well, lots of activities going on. And as you get into after that activity and as the summer, is that kind of a wind down time after the fair or just Really, it switches gears. I know a lot of the county fairs and state fairs are, are occurring, a lot of participation in that. Yeah, we do. Um, we have a lot of, we probably have 25 to 30 FFA members that will compete at uh, county and state fairs in the summer. Um, we're also going to be hosting a pig show here in DeWitt through the Iowa Swine Junior Association um, in the, the first part of June. And so that's a big event that our chapter will help plan and carry out. Um, and that's open to anybody in the state of Iowa or surrounding states. So um, that's a new event that we're going to kind of kick off this year. And uh, throughout the summer, we do a lot of, um, we get involved with a lot of activities that uh, in celebrations in town, 4th of July. Um, we currently um, are working on an ag ed mobile trailer that we will uh, pull to some of our city and community events that will showcase um, what ag ag education is, what FFA is, and we'll have hands-on um, learning opportunities for kids and families as they walk through and learn about ag um, within our trailer. That sounds excellent, and, and what a great recruitment tool also for future FFA members as well. Yeah, yep, we're looking forward to it. We haven't quite launched it yet. It's getting wired right now by our alumni members. Um, and then we will start, uh, we've designed our banners and all of our stuff. And so as we get that into the shop, uh, we'll get our technology in there and uh, start getting it ready to get out on the road. Wire piece by wire piece, I guess we'll say with that. That's another outstanding project that you have. And then as you get to the fall, Amy, you're gearing up for hopefully knock on wood, the live national uh, expo and conference, which is always the end of October. Yes, yes, we would love to come back in person. And uh, they're working diligently, I know, at the national level. I've had some great conversations lately with uh, Christy Meyer, the communications manager, and Michelle Sullivan. They're working diligently, hopefully, to make that happen, too. So, well, Amy, your chapter is consistently in the news. If I recall, about two years ago uh, at the national convention, 
you were also involved in putting a special, you were one of the state, had a special display in the state area there in the expo area? Yep. Okay. Yeah, we had, um, we were chosen as a chapter in our state of Iowa uh, to come up with a hall of states display uh, to promote Iowa agriculture at the national convention. And so we um, eagerly took that opportunity and we created um, six retractable banners that are highlighting Iowa's top commodities. Uh, we had a lot of different giveaways from um, commodity groups within Iowa um, that we could give kids as they visited our booth. And then the students were in charge of educating anybody that came to the Iowa booth. So that was another highly successful project and national exposure for your chapter as well. So what are you going to do to top that this time? <laughs> well, I don't know. Um, you know, a kind of what we're working on with this mobile ag ed trailer, we don't know of any other chapter that has one, at least in our state. Um, and so that's something that uh, we are going to be focusing on here um, after we get through FFA week. And so we're really excited to roll that out and interchange it as seasons change, as we approach harvest season, um, you know, winter months, things that happen in the summer, and then uh, essentially change it over into planting season and talk about all of those different. Um, year, round, year round usage. Changing yeah, with, we actually, changing we have a uh, rag coming through DeWitt this year. Um, which for those of you that aren't from Iowa, it's like Iowa's greatest bike ride across the entire <laughs> state. And so DeWitt is a overnight stop uh, this year. And so we hope to have FFA Ag Ed Trailer out for all of these RAGBRAI bikers. Fun. Great. Now you have to figure out a way to get that trailer when you get all said and done. It's too bad you can't just get that to the National and put it in the Expo Hall there at the convention, yeah. right? I guess you're going to have to do a, a virtual thing with it, too, or make sure you take lots of video of that yeah. and how it's used for sure. Well, again, congratulations to all of your achievements, and you're continuing to do innovative things across the board. And, and those things do not just happen without great leadership. Uh, girls, what do you say about the leadership of your local FFA chapter from a staffing perspective? You've got some great involvement here. Yeah, I mean, uh, our chapter is full of great leaders. Um, we are just a couple of them as an officer team. There's many more out there, and we're excited to see how they grow up. So. And Amy, you've been ag teacher involved in, there, in the chapter for about 12 years now, if I understand. Yeah, 12 years total teaching. This is my seventh year in DeWitt. Um, so I haven't been here for all of my 12 teaching years, but, uh, the last seven sure go fast. When you enjoy your job, it time flies. There you go. And having consistency of staff that is involved in the chapter and chapter advisors year after year, that has to have a domino effect in terms of building up uh, the enthusiasm and participation of the chapter, everybody involved all the way through. So kudos to you for that. And I know also having outstanding community support uh, partners, business partners, other organizations uh, that support all the work and the projects that you all do. A lot of people don't realize the scope, I don't think of, especially the community service piece too. Uh, what a difference that that's making in, the in your communities as well. So hats off to all of those people, all of the volunteers that support your program as well. Now, Caitlin, what's a final word that you'd like to put out there for students who may be on the sideline or thinking about, well, gee, you know what? 
that looks like a lot of fun. That looks like a, a, something I might want to get into, but I'm just not sure I want to join FFA. Yeah, FFA is a lot of fun. I would tell all the kids that are on the sideline of doing FFA to just join, just go for it. It's not just for ag kids, which is a common misconception. We have tons of people that have probably never even set foot on a farm in our chapter and they don't own any livestock and they live in town, but we always find somewhere for them to go. There's tons of leadership um, events that they can participate in. And um, there's also endless opportunities and scholarships that you can get through FFA and you really just meet lifelong friends within our program. Perfect. What's the biggest single takeaway or thing that you've learned since you've been involved in the start of FFA? Oh, that's a hard one. <laughs> so much. Is it something on a leadership perspective or career um, level? I would probably say um, more on the teamwork side. Like when you work with your officer team, the past two years, I've had really good officer teams and we've just been able to accomplish so much. And it's really taught me that with a team, you can accomplish so much more and it's so much easier to get more stuff done because you have the support of those team members by your side than you would without them. Perfect. Faith, as a reporter, you're, you're putting out all of the buzz about the chapter there and you're on all the social media platforms. What are the best uh, platforms if people want to learn more about your chapter? Put those platforms out for us. Yeah, so we have Facebook at DeWitt Central FFA and then our Instagram at DeWitt uh, underscore FFA. And then we also um, have a YouTube channel that we've really kicked off this uh, year. With all this COVID stuff, we can't really do a lot of in-person things, or especially when we were quarantined. So we started making a whole bunch of videos and a day in the life of an FFA member, uh, SAE Spotlight. Those are just a couple of our segments that we make. Um, I edit them and then we post them to our uh, YouTube and then along with our social media. Excellent. And did I see that you are now involved also in the current Ag uh, Concerns group as well? Yep, I am. They all kind of co-mingle with each other. And it's really just an amazing opportunity. I've learned to grow with everything that comes my way. So, Well, thanks, girls, for taking time out of your busy, busy schedule to share with us the inside scoop. But we could easily talk a couple more hours about all the things that are going on to get to the bottom line of what's happening. And I know that you all have great stories more. Amy, I can't thank you enough uh, for your time and your effort uh, and your dedication to FFA and making such a difference there with your team in DeWitt, Iowa, the DeWitt Central FFA chapter. Wish you much success the rest of the year. And please keep me in the loop of what's going on in your chapter. I will put out a couple of your social media platform sites on my Ag, that's Agritastic Facebook page as well. And uh, hopefully we'll get this up on a platform here over the next a couple days as well. So wishing you the very best of success in all your endeavors as the year progresses in the land of the DeWitt Central FFA. And also want to take this time to do a final acknowledgement to all of our show partners, again, for all of their support. UT's Farm Market of Plain City, Ohio, your one-stop shop for great Amish cheeses, deli meats, fresh produce, baking supplies, and more. You can check them out online at Facebook and also on the web at utsfarmmarket.com. Utsies Farm Market, it's worth the drive. Liberty Bank, National Bank of Marysville, Ohio, offering outstanding rates for ag, commercial, and residential customers. Personalized professional services, you can find them at myliberty.bank slash officemarysville. Culver's Restaurant of Marysville. Hey, right now they're offering something brand new. It's chili with cheddar. I haven't tried that one yet, but it sounds awesome. And of course, 
They've got that seasonal fish going on with walleye, as well as their regular mouth-watering cod. And they have all those value-added baskets, including the butter burgers as well, and fresh daily yogurt products. They're open 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. here. For a complete menu, go to culvers.com slash restaurant slash marysville.ohio. Welcome to Delicious. It's Culver's Restaurant and Holbrook and Mantra CPAs of Columbus, Ohio. They are your source for accounting. They know the farm industry. They have over 100 years experience and they're backed by a team which has real ag experience. Holbrook and Mantra is ready to help you grow and sustain your business. For more information, go to www.agribusinessaccounting.com. That's www.agribusinessaccounting.com. Well, join us again as we continue our ag journey across the country and follow us at That's Agritastic Facebook page for show details. Until then, this is Pete Emmons saying, make it an Agritastic week. Okay. Thank you very much, girls. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. That was fun. Okay. I'll let you know, Amy, when I get this uh, rigged up. <laughs>